Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about the action RPG we're sleeping on. We're talking about Blessings Tekken 8 Thoughts. And of course, we're talking about PS5's 2024 versus 2023. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. It's some people play checkers with their drinks during a podcast. Mm-hmm. I play chess. Play chess. All right. That's why you're seeing me move. The Are you scared? I'm going to drink out of your cup. Is that what's going to happen? No, I was, just, I was more scared of encroaching on your space. Oh. It's the idea that I'm going to, I'm going to definitely mainline the coffee. Yeah. Eventually I'll get to the water, but I had it a the bit over your here, like in your, in your spot. I don't want to, I want to make oh, sure. Fine. Like I got my drink over there, but event, you're not going to have it there forever. I, I, we just the, talked about it before. If you're an audio listener, you're missing out, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying out a new set for PSI Love mm-hmm. You. And more laid back. We're in, we're in, on the sa- same set, but using the chairs or whatever. So we're sharing a little table. We got the big table up front or whatever. And look at there. It's already working. In the live chat over there, uh, called uh, a tribe called Matt says, I lick this look. <laughs> and then I he says, like. Look. <laughs> but he did look. say he licked it. All right. The, the question is, do I even take one sip of this windy sprite? See, my thing is, episode. we are you were so already complaining away. about having the, the the laptop in your in the the mouse in the this yeah. vibe. Yeah. Now you're gonna lean over. You're gonna lean over and get. It's, that. Gonna, be, it's gonna be a whole thing. I but know. I don't know. I, I I like it aesthetically. I think aesthetically, this is a good look. And also, I'm not regularly on any show that uses the couch setup. Comfy. Yeah. It's very comfortable. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I should have some kind of like hot cocoa. I tried to give you a bourbon earlier. You said no. But this is too early in the day. You know, it's twelve. We're recording this at twelve thirty p.m. I got an eye appointment later on. I can't have my vision blurred. <laughs> the eye appointment. I would love. That. They're like doing one or two. Do you have you been drinking bourbon? I start trying to do the alphabet backwards. And I'm like, I'm not doing a great job. I'm like, ah, Z, Y. Is there an X in there? I don't know. Welcome to PS. I love you. XOXO, your weekly PlayStation conversation. That's blessing. I'm Greg, and if you love what we do please support us with a kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube to get all of our shows ad free watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show greg way you can get ps i love you xoxo for free without the ad or with the i'm sorry for free with ads and without the exclusive content on youtube and podcast services around the globe thank you to our patreon producer delaney twining today we're brought to you by the kind of funny membership but let's start with a PSN message from you. Can I ask a logistical question? We have two chats. Yeah. Why? Why is it the YouTube member? Have you never been on a show since we started doing this? Uh, no. Like really? Well, like not. Like, I guess what? Because I'm on KFGD. I'm, am I on a show that has done it? Wait, like no, you're well, on so so all far. The shows. Well, bless so far. I think has only been on embargoed review uh, pre-recorded yeah. podcasts. So. Has Gamescast have all the Gamescast been embargoed this year too? I, I guess think it was. So. Was there a Fantasy Critic? Fantasy, Fantasy Critic is the only yeah. one that we've done live. So, so the yeah, you would have had the two chats. The way okay. the way it works, yeah, is like so. Now that we, of course, in 2024, this sounds like such an ad for the kind of funny membership that we mm. just said we'll talk about later. Uh, anyways, it's on Patreon, it's on YouTube, but the way that works is you can't share that link. Uh, so the YouTube members get their own link, the Patreon members get their own link, and never shall the two meet. I, like, so I can talk to Ryan Povala Higgins, but then Saltwater Cowboy never knows what's happening. I, I do like Ryan in, sh- in the left chat. <laughs> says, hey, bless in this chat. But then Ben Loblick says, we're the cool chat. I don't know who's cool. I don't know who's cool. I'm not we, have we it. tried starting chat wars? Has that been a thing that we've tried? No, because you'll see a lot of them hop over. See, Ryan Povala Higgins just popped up on the other one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to start some chat wars. Kind of funny best friends and kind of funny trogs like yourself. I mean, Mr. Hawk says YouTube chat sucks. That's what I'm saying. I'm on Patreon chat side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because they're both YouTube chats, technically. Yeah, but Patreon yeah. chat on the left. Sure, you know, fair enough. That's where I the cool people that. are. I appreciate <laughs> you know, that. The fucking YouTube chat kids. It did go through earlier, and it's gone now because we're now engaging with the chat, as we should. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on that. But they did They did, did say, did Greg and Blessing plan the look 
Because we are in our oh, red era. Yeah. It is our red We're album. Our, you know our red, I mean? yeah. I appreciate red that. Red album. Yeah. That's a reference to which artist? Uh, Weezer. Oh, Taylor Swift. Well, no, Weezer had a red album too. You're right. Yeah. yeah. What a, okay. Yeah. I'm more of a, I'm more familiar with the black album. That's Jay Z. No, Jay. Oh. Did Weezer have a black album? They did a black album too. Did they, did they go through the, all, all the colors? Not all the colors yet. Purple but they're album? working their way. Okay. They had, uh, the the blue album is the the most. That's popular. yeah. That was their definitive one. Yeah. Then they got. They got, you know, let's be artsy fartsy with Pinkerton, which I love. My favorite Pinker, my, my favorite Weezer album. Yeah. Then that, you know, broke Rivers' heart. He didn't make music for forever. Then came back with a green album. Mm. Then again, they did Maladroit, right? They tried, or maybe Make Believe. They, they did a couple, and then they're like, you know what? Red album. Yeah. Black and white album. That's enough. Good for them. Yeah. I like that. Like a, a good theme throughout the albums. I'm with you. I wish they would just commit to it. Yeah. It would have been great if they just did that the entire time. I digress. Uh, your PSN message isn't about Weezer and is about us being in red shirts. Instead, the PSN message comes from Kevin Osborne, who wrote in, just like you can to be part of the show, at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. Kevin Osborne says, why is no one talking about Banishers Ghosts of New Eden? This game looks awesome. It's being developed by Don't Nod. Where's the love? This is one of my most anticipated games of the year. This comes back to a thing I say about Square Enix that I think is starting to apply to Don't Nod, where Don't Nod just be making games. Yeah. And it's, I don't know what if it's going to be good Don't Nod or like, okay Don't Nod, yeah. right? Like we've had through, or bad Don't Nod because that exists too. Like yeah. we've had over the years, Tell Me Why came uh, came out, right? And like a lot of people were like, Tell yo, this is pretty cool. But then they had that game Twin Mirror, which is the one I was looking forward to. Is this the first to. trailer that I had on the dock? Uh, no, I just looked up the story trailer that came out earlier today. Oh, oh, there's another one today. Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to do a, a let's watch, let's react to the gameplay reveal trailer. But this looks dope. Because, yeah, like I remember Banishers being announced and being like, oh, wow, Donut's making an, like an action RPG. But then I'm like, well, they made Vampire. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But I just associate them with Life is Strange. Yeah, yeah. And then the, what was the one they did that we all hated? Twin Mirror. Twin Mirror. Yeah. yeah. Nobody liked that one. And so, like, if, and they also made Jassant last, like, late last year. Yeah. Which was a lot of people love Jason. And so, yeah, they just have like, they have this ability to make these games that are wildly different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Banishers is one that I've not known how to read. And I think the only trailer I've seen for it, um, or I remember seeing the first trailer for it. I think they had another trailer at Game Awards. But also, it's that thing where I'm like, I don't even know what this is. And game it got is. delayed and it did all this different stuff. So, they, that was the thing. Kevin wrote in and I was like, hey, why is no one talking about Banishers, New Eden? I was like, Ghost, Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. Mm -hmm. And I said, what the fuck is that? And so I had to Google it, and then I'm like, oh, I vaguely remember this. It's something we were watching, yeah. live reacting to, and da, 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 da. And then I looked into it, and it had gotten close, and it was going to come out in November, and it got delayed, and this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. And I'm with you of, like, don't not does so much. Is this the, the business? Is this the good stuff? I went and looked at it. I think it's the good stuff. Oh, okay. So uh, what is it? And I'm pulling their official description, of course. You play a couple of banishers, uh, Antia Duarte and Red Mac Wraith. Uh, experienced spirit hunters sent to New Eden to lift a mysterious curse and solve haunting cases. The immersive and poignant narrative-driven action RPG where you hunt and battle supernatural threats to alter a tragic fate reveals itself in an in-depth new gameplay trailer. I stole it from their YouTube thing. Uh, one of the lines in this we're about to watch is life to the living, death to the dead. And dude, this fucking... like I was like, what a Greg Miller-ass game. Hold yeah. on a second. Hold on a second. Did you play Vampire? I started. I didn't dig. I didn't okay. buy it. I, didn't I know buy some it. people that really, really dig. Vampire. Yeah, that's how it was. It's cool it was either as hell. You, huh? It's cool as hell. It was either you were super all in, or it was like ah, it didn't hit for me. Can we watch with sound and do a react here to the gameplay reveal trailer yeah, that I put on this. here? I, I want to eventually talk over the B roll. Yeah, here, this is perfect. Yeah, I very much remember this. I die to the living, to death, to the dead. Fuck yeah! Audio listeners, we'll talk over to try to describe what you're seeing. Of course, like a medieval-looking little village here. Got some gothic we shit. are banishers. It was the ghosts that might, might have been of New Eden. I don't know. Who live. <laughs> we got ghosts in New Eden. We got monsters in New Eden. We bring closure to those who don't. I want Here's the gameplay itself. Yeah. I read some previews. They were describing it. I God of War. What killed me. Looks good. Yeah, I got somebody shooting the gun I and then zapping it. Demon dogs. As the man says, we face a choice, simple and awful. See. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got like the choices that you're making. Death to the dead. I have to let it 
So is he choosing to let people live or die? Is that what's going on here? So together again. Again, I looked into it. I want we're this is the trailer we're watching that gives you the layout of the story, obviously, and then I have B-roll to talk over the gameplay overview that gave me more on it. So the idea here is, and no spoilers because it's the very premise of the game. So I guess it's a spoiler, but it's literally what you would know if you looked into it at all, right? Red here and his wife, right, are these spirit hunters. They're out there doing the thing, yada, yada, yada. Their whole thing is life to the living, death to the dead, right? We're going we're gonna to banish these spirits, mm -hmm. send them where they need to be. That's the job. They're Ghostbusters. Yeah. However, she gets killed at the onset of the game, and then her spirit form is with you. As you saw, jumping back and forth between gameplay, you're playing as both of them. Or yeah. So you're left in this conundrum of being red and like, well... I want to be with my wife, but she's now the thing I swore to destroy. And so it's this journey as you go through of, you run into similar situations there where it's like, do I sacrifice this uh, ghost to make, I think, them stronger or herself stronger? Again, if you go to the gameplay overview, I'm, we're still going to talk over it, Barrett, but there's more in there. It's taking the action RPG-ness of action RPGs, but then putting the don't knob choices in there. Yeah. Where you're making decisions that influence the story that go through and do this, like... I think that's a brilliant concept. I'm shocked uh, that as, as I'm so Greg Miller about games like this, that this slipped by me that long. But again, with the delay and getting pushed around and yada, 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 like, fuck yeah. This sounds awesome. I, you know, if you're, not, if you're an audio listener, you're not watching it, I think it visually looks good. It does look, I think, stiff in places in terms of like, I don't think this is a... Nine out of ten, we're getting right. I said nine out of nine. I don't know who's <laughs> you're on a nine point. It doesn't look like the most triple A triple A of games, but it also doesn't need to, right? Yeah. And that's back to the point of what you're saying about how many games don't not is making. Like we talk all the time that we want shorter experiences, quicker games. We don't want. I want devs to experiment and do things. We're always talking about how we want new fucking ideas in games and new IPs and stuff like yeah. that. Like I think it's hard to make ghost hunting fighting games sometimes, as we've seen with murdered soul suspect and yeah. all these other things but like this sounds really cool and i'm hopeful that it actually is i'm, I'm gonna be heartbroken if this comes out and it is oh this is a six yeah no it's a flat seven you know what i mean like i mean it, swim it, in sevens or whatever. it strikes me as like a successor type situation of vampire because like even what i hear about people saying vampire right is like the idea of like bear uh, correct me if i'm wrong like the character that you're playing as is also like a doctor and he's like conflicted about wanting to <laughs> yeah he gets turned into a vampire so yeah it is the idea of like oh shit i'm a vampire how do i feed what do i do yeah, yeah. exactly and, and it, a lot choices. of that yeah a lot of that is like making the choices of like do i sacrifice this uh member of this community how is that going to affect the community at large and so like maybe you're uh helping deteriorate the uh community that you're, you're living in and you were from but then you're also like getting cool vampire powers and shit so it's yeah. a lot of like that same sort of like, what choices uh, are you making that are going to affect either gameplay or the the world at large? I'm about it. I think, yeah, I think I think it looks cool. Until, like, I mean, it looks fun. Like, again, they saw right there, he, Red's doing a bunch of stuff, and then the ghost uh, jumps in or whatever to fight with him. I think, it, it, from what I've seen, I, again, I watch this, and it's that thing where I watch it, and I'm in, I kind of then, like, okay, cool, I don't want to know too much. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, I think you get to play as her. I think you're hopping around. You're doing your, you know... Choices for what your character is going to feel like and play like, let alone choices narratively in the story. I will say, the you doing? You, you grin, you're doing that little <laughs> grin there as you see. I, this is the ta the tagline of "Life to the Living, Death to the." It's not. It's not hidden from me, dude. I think that's that hit Life so to good the for living, me. Death to the dead. That's like some like um like uh my friend. I had a a friend in high school. Oh fuck, what was his name? I forget his name. Addison. No, it wasn't Addison. It was like one of the goth dudes. And I could see him getting like so a tattoo. What like, I like about living, it, and again, like and we're talking over the trailers, but me watching them and like doing this whole gameplay overview they did, mm -hmm. like it the way he said it, it, it in the first time he says it in one of the trailers is with her and she's alive and they're like about to open a door and go in there. And I, so I like it as like the this is our mission. Yeah. We're we're protecting life for the living. We're because uh, I'm sure the ghosts they're all sending to hell or whatever yeah. they're doing aren't all After bad that. but you can't be here so we got to get rid of you no matter what the sob story is mm -hmm. that's my vibe on it and I then, guess that I, makes so sense. then i love yeah. the conflict of it of oh well my wife is dead but she's yeah. with me so i why like, would this I, is my code and the game why, is essentially exactly it. yeah i mean I, th I i think it looks really, really cool do you know when this is coming out does it have a date yes two and a half weeks we do oh shit 19 days from now it says on my game tracker that i just added as i want to play this oh oh look at that. i'm excited about that yeah yeah, yeah. Why does uh, that have to come out right now? <laughs> There's so many video games that are coming out right now. Oh, let's pivot off of that to topic of the show. Barrett, can I ask for a favor? What's up? At some point during the show, it doesn't have to be immediate. I realized that I never put away my PlayStation Pulse uh, <laughs> earbuds. I never put them in Bring my the case. case. Yeah, and I don't want them to die. <laughs> and so if, at some point, you can get the case off my desk so I can put these things back in. 
I'd appreciate it. Thank you. I want to thank Kevin Osborne for writing in about Banishers, of course, keeping us honest when there's cool games that I somehow miss and don't know what's going on with. I like that quite a bit. Uh, but you said, why does it have to come out now? Which leads us to our topic of the show. Of course, 2023 is in the rear view. 2024 is upon us, and we're guns blazing all in, pedal to the metal, whatever tired analogy you want to roll out for where we are right now. But a young man wrote in to PSI Love You XOXO, on Slack, on the PSI Love You channel. Blessing said, I think with Yakuza, Prince of Persia, The Last of Us Part 2 remastered in Tekken, we've given every major game of the year this year a five so far. We could talk about whether this year is primed to be another GOAT year. Mm -hmm. And I loved that idea, not only as an overall games cast thing, but then to bring it to PSI Love You and talk Thank about if you, this is something you know we've done on another show, where Tim has done it and presented things. I think Andy did maybe as a, uh, if you could take what you know about the Chicago Bulls from their entire lineage, would you want that team or the uh, new trail that we're about to go off of on the Warriors or whoever, yeah, you yeah, yeah. the unlimited potential they have. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's interesting with 2023 in the rear view, 2024 upon us, but also just starting. It is an interesting conversation. Would you, if you had to just take one, Take the PlayStation 5 library mm -hmm. from 2023 or 2024 and everything that'll come out this year, even though we don't know much, a lot of it or all of it. And we're talking about just the PlayStation 5. We're bringing this library. just the PlayStation 5. Just well, PlayStation. I, mean, I include PlayStation VR in that. Of course. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just yeah, make yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Because I think for me, a big part of what made 2023 special was like just gaming in general. Like we look over to what Nintendo's doing and also Xbox uh, and PC. Yeah, you like, can't bring Zelda in. That has nothing to do with yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at just PlayStation. PlayStation podcast. I'm not. I honestly, I know we we decided this is topic of the show. Like I think last night when you sent the um, Slack of like, hey, with right. this, we're gonna do. I'm not thought too hard about the topic. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to come in here with a clear mind and yeah. like actually talk it through because as I look through, and Chad, I want a lot of you popping off in there too about this. I remember, I think early on last year, I remember saying that 2023 was a down year for PlayStation Studios, and I think. I still stand by it, but specifically for PlayStation Studios in particular. Um, not just not for like PlayStation, because I think when you look at Final Fantasy 16, when you look at third party, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, uh, like a bunch of other games that came to PlayStation, I think overall it was a great year. But the only PlayStation Studios titles we really got in 2023 were Horizon Call of the Mountain, which was fine. Uh, we got Horizon Burning Shores, oh, which yeah, was cool. Yeah. And like really, we all really enjoyed, but also it's DLC. And then we got Spider-Man 2, which, of course, everybody loves Spider-Man 2. But beyond that, yeah. I think PlayStation Studios-wise, it's like, all right, I, I think there was a bit more to be desired, at least in my eyes. Uh, but I understand. But do you think that's going to be fulfilled in 2024? Possibly. Like, we we go down the list of uh, PlayStation Studios. Oh, also, I should shout out God of War Valhalla, because we got that. Yeah, we did. Great call. Great God of War Valhalla. Uh, but yeah, I look through to this year, and, you know, it is Helldivers. It is Rise of the Ronin, which... I know it wasn't a PlayStation Studios developed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it is like published by PlayStation Studios. You got to toss in Rebirth then too. Um, I mean, Rebirth isn't Rebirth? published by PlayStation, but it's a console exclusive, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about PlayStation Studios. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. But also, like in the on the on the uh, exclusive side, yeah, like FF7 Rebirth, and I think that's kind of like blow for blow with an FF FF uh, 16. Sure. And so I think those almost cancel each other out. Um, but I do think that there's good potential for more to come from PlayStation Studios. Like, I'd be surprised if we don't get one or two games landing this year and i'll th i'll think um i know stellar blade is a potential one we don't know how good or not good or okay that that's going to be yeah. but i want to have that uh, up there in the ether i still think there's a good chance of death stranding too i don't know if you've seen those rumors yeah the beach yeah on the beach. i feel like that's a good sign of oh man that game might we're getting not be that far away yeah yeah i agree with that 100 too yeah. yeah so are you trying to keep it just to exclusives because i'm not Okay. I'm saying you're like my list of the games I listed here to, for as refreshers, right? I put 2023, you know, top of the line, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy 16, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Diablo 4, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Alan Wake 2, PSVR 2, even though I wrote 3, uh, <laughs> Armored Core 6, Fires of the Rubicon, or Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Cocoon, Sea of Stars, Lies of P, and then for me, WWE 2K23. And okay. then Blessing added on there, uh, uh, Horizon Burning Shores and God of War Valhalla is uh, two others. Yeah. yeah. It was like big yeah. ones. And again, this isn't meant to be comprehensive. I was just for trying sure, to give right? a launch pad for conversation. Yeah. 2024, it, what I've put on there, right? Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. 
Prince of Persia. What's the subtitle on it? I forget every time. Uh, the Lost Crown. Thank you. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two Remastered. Uh, Tekken 8. Helldivers 2, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Rise of the Ronin, Dragon's Dogma 2, Star Wars Outlaws, Persona 3 Reload, Banishers, which we're excited about now. I put for my own edification, uh, Diablo 4, Vessel of Hatred, WWE 2K24, Visions of Mana, Elden Rings DLC, Another Crab's Treasure. Again, not comprehensive. Chat, shout out the games we're forgetting from both years. Yeah. Make sure you tell me which year you're A couple more for this year, right? Stellar Blade and Metaphor Refantasio. I think Barrett might have added that. Um... So yeah, I, I well, okay. So you're talking about the entire scope of games coming to PlayStation. My my, I think the conversation that spurned from you on Slack in my mind, right, is this you know already gonna be another goat year, or yeah. whatever. Is basically if you had to go to a desert island mm -hmm. at the end of 2025 with either or 2024 with either the 2023 lineup of PlayStation Five, uh, 2023 game library of PlayStation Five, or the 2024 game library. Hypothetical, because yeah. again, we don't know. I, I, I'm going to start off saying 2023 is my answer, huh. just because I think when we look at the full package of 2023, it is a pretty incredible year. Like, it's sure. really hard to argue against um, Baldur's Gate 3 um, and Spider-Man 2 and, like, all the games that we did get, right? Cocoon and a lot of stuff we love. But on the side of what we have coming up this year, I think for where we're at, yeah, like, we're coming off of, when we talk about kind of funny reviews, multiple five out of fives, and then I look in the, into the scope of games that are about to come out in the next month, and I think that's good, that trend is going to continue. Right, yeah. like most games that have come out so far, we've given five out of fives. Uh, Persona Three Reload, I think, is probably going to be an incredible game that we end up giving giving a five out of five because it's going to be more Persona Three. Um, what was the other game that was? Just, oh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to be another five out of five. And already, you're talking about what six or seven? Don't forget Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, of course we got Suicide Squad. But you're also ta you're already talking about six or seven fives for games that are all coming out on on uh, on PlayStation in the first two months of this year yeah. compared to how many by this time last year. Like I don't feel like last year had this kind of cadence. That's, that there were seasons. Good. I remember playing playing through seasons, and like, and that was like the one game where I was like, okay, cool. Like, I played this. It's a three out of five. Yeah, for me. you say that. <laughs> you say that. Hold on, because I'll throw it open. Of like, right now we are on a banger fucking start to this year, and it's not stopping anytime soon. Because I've gone through and like, you know, I schedule out games, headlines, and content, and plans, reviews, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so it is this thing where, yeah, you know, to your point of like, wait, we have two chats because you've been on so many embargoed thing, like. That are things that doesn't end right next week right now i have a preview and two reviews that'll be leading when i say and I, obviously i'm talking about games cast uh x cast ps i love you right uh and then you get uh the, the week after that i have two reviews and then one open headline right now week after that two reviews one open headline right and keep in mind the amount of games and number of games that are coming out so yeah. it's like when you review one thing you just have to ignore stuff others but then you get into and everybody stick with me all right you know who I am. You know the kind of fucking games I can't wait for. So you know for me, Open Roads is a game that is like a must play I can't wait. But mm -hmm. the week of the 19th, I have Open Roads on the 22nd, Pacific Drive on the 22nd. And I, I always say this word wrong, I'm sorry. Last Epoch on the 21st. Uh -huh. So it's like, and these are release dates. Uh, that's a week where it's like, that's a season's week. Yeah. That's where you could finally get a breath and play a new indie and see if it's actually something you want, right? And then you look after that, what, uh, the 29th is Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, then Outlast Trials on March 5th, WWE 2K24 on March 8th, then March 11th right now, nothing. Then March eight, week of the March 18th, you have Dragon's Dogma on the 22nd, not applicable to this show, but Princess Peach Showtime on the 22nd. Did Rise you mention Unicorn Overlord? Was that one you mentioned? I did not. I did yeah. not have that currently on here as a, something we're keeping our eye out for. Gotcha. At, at, at Unicorn Overlord. What, do you know, what day is it coming? March 8th. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. That's I'm not. I was like, okay. I'm using Blessing Super Fun Game Release Calendar. I appreciate the that. Definitive calendar. I, I, well, okay. As, as we go through the motions here and as I think. Uh, is that coming to PlayStation 5? Yes. I believe so, yeah. Then it is uh, going to be the week of March 4th. That will be the, the, the review for PS I Love You. I don't know if I can promise I'm going to have that game done. <laughs> I think that's sure. going to be a longer game. Sure. I mean, listen. I've already written in and I've hit enter. Oh, God. Wait, actually, that's, that's the week after Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It is. You did this to yeah, yourself. Sorry, uh, sorry, Blessing. You can't play Final Fantasy. You here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Unicorn Overload Review parentheses Impressive. so far. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. I want to play this one, too, for a little bit, so uh, I'll be able to talk to you about it. Um, I... Oh, actually, it's WWE week. I won't be able to play this shit. Get your little fucking nerdy shit out of here. I got to get into my goddamn casket matches. Right, we're getting the casket Special matches. refs. We're getting the casket matches. I, I mean, going through the potential of 2024, I feel like we go through this every year where 
very early on in the year, we look down the barrel of, okay, what's coming up? And yeah. it always feels somewhat empty in terms of the second half of the year, even, or even like sure. what, what um, the fall, what the fall looks like, or even what like late spring looks like right now. When I got blessing super fun game release calendar pulled up already August, we're talking about black myth, uh, Wukong coming out, which seems like it has the potential to be a really huge game. If it lives up to what people's expectations are, um, how high are your expectations though? Do you think it'll live up to them? I, it's 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 so tough because we've not gotten a game from that studio. Everything that they're showing looks That's incredible, great. and I mean, they're. It seems like they have a lot of money to fund this game, and it seems like, you know, everything that they're saying about it and showing showing off about it seems incredible. But it's also just tough for me to believe. That's where I'm at with it. Is like I got hopes for it. Like I hope that if it ends up being what they're showing off, that I'm like, okay, then that's gonna be a fucking incredible game. But I don't know. Like so. It's, I, 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 I I wish we had like more preview impressions. Like I wish we had more people people actually talking about their experience with it to actually listen sure. to. Um, but I think it has potential. I think there's a lot of hype uh, hype from it coming off of the Game Awards trailer. Uh, a lot of people people were excited. But yeah, I'm just in a place where I'm like I want to believe, but I don't know if I can or not yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But there's uh, there's that, and so like I here I, I think it. what's interesting about the experiment and the conversation is that. I, when you asked it in, in chat, right, in, I immediately was like, oh, that's kind of stupid, right? Because mm -hmm. 2023 was such a great year. And then you look at the, the games we're getting. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on a second now. Yeah. But I think, and this will sound possibly crazy, I think for what we, and it's obviously a known quantity, but for 2023, the games that wowed us and were game of the year candidates for the most part were big names, I feel like that's what I don't see in 2024 yet. And that doesn't matter. Honestly, I think if I was to vote, I might vote 2024 because of the unlimited potential and you don't know what you're going to get. And I am excited for something uh, like the unicorn game, like mm -hmm. banishers, like these things that I'm not expecting or wasn't going for. Whereas like when you look at 2023, and this is a bit of a revisionist history, I'll tell you all my own thing, but I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 being what it was, but being such a juggernaut, uh, Spider-Man 2, Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy 16, Jedi, Diablo, da da da. Like those were brands and IPs and names that came with so much expectation. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like when you get here and you're talking about like, oh man, we've given out all these five out of fives. We have amazing years so far for the, ga the games. Amazing games out there, right? But like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is a game that I think speaks to a very specific person and audience, right? Prince of Persia I think speaks to a very specific audience and mm -hmm. person. Tekken 8, very specific audience and person. Last of Us Part Two, I wouldn't have even thought about. You, I would have, but for this assessment. Yeah. But you brought it up. I'm like, oh right, that makes sense. Toss it in there. But even Hell Divers Two, right? Which, where's my code? But where, even Hell Divers <laughs> Two, right? Where it's like, I loved Hell Divers One, and everything I we've heard and seen about it looks like this is that in a different perspective. I know that's going to be a very specific game for a very specific audience. Like mm -hmm. I, do, I'm, I'll be fascinated to see. Oh man, I'm gonna boot this. I just got crushed by my own thing. Oh, I got shot by my own turret. Oh, above all the things that like makes Helldivers Helldivers, how that would play to a general audience. Yeah. Like that. And so you get into, I think 2023 might have had more star power, more main eventers on paper, where 2024 might be the more diverse. Hey, look at the rainbow and shades of color we have here, and these games are all awesome. Yeah, which is which is honestly for me more preferred in a lot sure. of ways. You know, like I like. Spider-Man 2, I'll take a Spider-Man 2 anytime. But at the same time, I'm like, I've played plenty of Spider-Man 2s in my life. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you show me a game that I've not either heard of before or a game that is super, like, different or unique or something that is like, a, oh, yeah, here's another Death Stranding and I have no idea what the fuck is Death, a Death Stranding 2 is going to end up being, right? Like, that's something that excites me on another level. It's not going to excite everybody. Same with Tekken 8, where Tekken 8 is such a me game because I grew up playing Tekken and I grew up playing these different fighting sure. games. And so when you put out something that is, oh, here is... I, I totally forgot that the Tekken 8 embargo is up. So I'm like, wait, am I fucking breaking the embargo right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, well, like, here's like... Isn't that terrifying when you have that loaded information? Like, can yeah. I say what I'm like, am say? I saying something Did I can say? Did they know that that happened? Uh, but when you put out something that, and I would say, is like the definitive version of what this thing can be, and I'm playing through it, and I'm like, oh, this is, <clears throat> this is such a, you know, me experience. This is such a thing that I am vibing with that I know is going to vibe for everybody, but hits for me on a five out of five level. Yeah. I want... I, I I guess I blow up more for more of those as opposed to like, oh yeah, here's games that everybody everybody plays. Here's a new big Final Fantasy. Here's a new big Spider-Man. Here's a new big 
whatever it is. And back to, and not that this is this is in line with the point you're making and why I like stuff like this as well. I think right now to sit here and predict what the game awards game of the year five or six will be mm-hmm. is way more difficult than it was a year ago to sit here and be like, what? Well, you knew Zelda's going to be there. Okay, yeah. you know Spider Man will probably be there. You know what I mean? Unless it got you know blah, blah, blah. like I did. We like I think. Alan Waite caught people off guard for sure. Definitely Baldur's Gate did, unless you'd been, you know, ear, ear, ear to the ground, early access the entire time, right? But, like, the fact that Cocoon was able to make the inroads it did, right, especially at DICE Awards and now at Game Awards and yada, yada, yada. Like, I feel like this year will probably have more space for games like Cocoon to come through and do it. Yeah. Even though you could sit here and go, well, I do expect, you know, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, uh, you know, Star Wars Outlaws, I don't know if I expect that to be game of the year, but I expect it to be a super fun game. Yeah. Barrett pops up. Barrett, Barrett hates this game. I don't know if you guys know this. Barrett's a fake Star Wars fan. Yeah, I, I really hate Star Wars. I just hate everything. He liked about bad it. bitch. Like, was don't, it. Wait, what'd you, you say? You call it bad bitch? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, isn't it the most Star Wars fan thing to hate Star Wars? Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. And uh, I want to be clear because I remember talking about a, a lot of shit about that game when we were uh, drafting it and we were trying to figure out yeah. counter picks and stuff. I, I like the vibe and the story that they're going for in Star Wars, and that's the stuff that I care about the most. It's just like the gameplay side of it. It it brought me back to the first Guardians of the Galaxy trailer that we saw, where it was like, oh, this is a cool vibe, and then like it's just, it's a different enough from like the MCU Guardian stuff. But like, oh man, that gameplay. Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. Chief, Interesting. But, Interesting. Yeah. I want to I want to bring in two chats. Right. Uh, you'll call me Rob says bless talking like Spider Man two level games just come out every year. They do. Like the I mean, Insomniac literally has released like f- for a game every year, <laughs> uh, but then also uh, where to go? Uh, no Man's Skywalker, which is a great username, says it's still really early. This time last year, no one expected Baldur's Gate three and Alan Wake two to be game of the year contenders, and that's a point I wanted to uh, in, uh, inject uh, for a little bit. Is yeah, like this time last year, we didn't realize Baldur's Gate three was going to be Baldur's Gate three. We didn't yeah. realize Alan Wake two was going to be Alan Wake two. I think the only expe- expectations really, really had were that like Zelda was going to be Zelda and Spider Man was going to be Spider Man. I'm like, that's about it. Um, so my thing of running down the list that we have, and we can bring up the game, game awards, game informer list too, or for more stuff if we needed to. Mm-hmm. But like when you look at this, does it? I don't feel I look at this and I'm like, oh, there's the Zelda, there's the Spider Man, Final Fantasy seven Rebirth again, I guess. But even that, I could make, I could argue myself if you wanted of like, well, now they're in uncharted territory kind of, right? With how they left that story and where they're going with it. And so are they actually going to deliver on that? Are they going to piss people off? Are they going to, is it going to be too samey yeah. to what we saw in I think. I mean, I think it's all, that's almost, that comes down to taste a lot. Because like, yeah. I think the excitement for a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth compares to the excitement for Spider-Man 2. Obviously, like, again, different strokes for different folks, different yeah, yeah, yeah. kinds of games. But I would say like... I would say those are on hit on a similar level. I think in terms of like the tears of the kingdom situation, like, yeah, I don't think there is one game this year that feels like it is the game changer. It's the lock. It's the definitive. Yeah. Be the- but I think that could just arise. I think that could be a, oh man, we didn't realize how good metaphor re Fantasio uh, was, or like we didn't realize how good Elden uh, Ring Rise DLC, of the Ronin. Right? Or, Elden Ring DLC, I think has the, pro- has the potential to, yeah, capture. And that would be super fun. Cause I always love when people want to argue that DLC can't be a game of the year. So I would love if Shadow of the Erd Tree was fucking phenomenal yeah. and everybody's like, well, fuck. There's also Hollow Knight Silk Song that probably okay, could come well, out this year. How many years can that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I feel longer like this is the that one. gestates, the more I'm like, oof, that just leads to disappointment. Yeah. I'm also just looking at the... And I, uh, when we bring in Zelda into it, we're, now we're talking about outside play, uh, PlayStation, right? But, but again, like, I think I'm, for the argument of the game yeah. that is the oh clearly that's going to be there but i think that'll be there at switch launch if switch 2 launches this year like i would i would assume that it was it's going to launch with like a 3d mario or something that's going to yeah. have that kind of uh impact but yeah i mean talking about playstation there i think there is so much limitless potential i think when you look at i'm now i'm on the fantasy critic to see like what were all of our top picks and i'm like yeah black myth wukong could have that potential Earthblade, which is the game coming from the Celeste developer, I think could have that potential. Um, Hollow Knight, like I mentioned, uh, yeah, I mean, I know we just talked about Star Wars Outlaws, but like if that comes through and it surprises, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like a Tears of the Kingdom, but I think that could be a, oh snap, like this is coming through and being one of the big games of the year that we all love and enjoy. Uh, I think this year has the potential to have a lot of that, but then on top of that, yeah, like some surprises that could have that Baldur's Gate 3 effect. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, 
you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. As I look through all the reviews we're doing, you look through everything coming out and stuff, it gets me excited because, again, like, I just like there being room for these games to breathe in a deg- to a degree. And yeah. I know that with three reviews a week, it seems, on most of these cadences, right, that there actually isn't room to breathe, but there is in the way of, oh, like a dragon infinite wealth. I look at it and I go, that looks awesome. It's not my type of deal. I, I'm Yakuza in like a dragon out, but I'm glad it's there. I respect what it is and I don't need to go play that. Whereas I feel like 2023 had a bunch of games that were, holy shit, this game's fucking awesome. And it's, I hate saying that, but mainstream, it's, it's, yeah. it's median, middle, it's middle of the road, not in terms of quality, but in the terms of everybody can find something that they like in that. And I know that's not true either, but you understand the argument I'm making that these were more, again, I guess triple A blockbuster types. And that's not even the, that even that's not accurate, but I think Mm -hmm. I'm making my point fairly enough of like, I feel like there's more, Oh, that's my kind of shit. And I know that's not your shit. It's not fair. It's embarrassing. That was definitely a thing I identified uh, uh, last year where when I made my top 10 for last year, like eight out of 10 of my games were on the, on our top 10 list. Yeah, Yeah. And that's not because I'm like, Oh, I gotta make sure that I am agreeing with everybody. It's more so like, yeah, dude. Like the there was like a lot of games are very obviously incredible to me that yeah. I, I, I that I think we all kind of hold hands on and, and and agree on. But like I almost wish that I was able to identify more Venbas last year or more um, before your well, eyes you last year. Because I tell you about Venba, um, ignore it. I wish more people would, like somebody else be vocal about Venba's games day. like Venba and before your eyes and like. I mean, you know, like I feel like someone who was previously on the show uh, talked about before your eyes when it came out back in 2021. You know, I, like, I wish I had... talked about Sea of Stars. And then Barrett started playing Sea of Stars, and then he gets all the credit for talking about Sea of Stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like that game is boring, though. You know? God, boring. Oh, and I mean, Garl, get out of here. See of sleep. Sleeping the stars. Got his ass. Got his ass. Oh, no, that game's actually God. pretty good. Cameron Kennedy says, "Right now, my expectation is Final Fantasy uh, Rebirth or a non-Triple A title wins. Uh, kind of funny's Game of the Year this year. I know we're mm. we're expanding a bit outside of our initial concept here, but talking about 2024, it doesn't have to be PlayStation. Do you think that's accurate?" That a indie like an indie game or Final Fantasy Seven remake or a non AAA game wins it. Wait, yeah. uh, say say that thing again. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth or a non like or put, lumping those in the same thing or is it like an either or? It's e- either Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth will win or a like non AAA oh, game. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see what you're saying. I don't, I, I don't think that'll be the case. If Switch Two happens and there is a M- Super Mario, there is a Metroid, there is a whatever. Mm-hmm. That, this reminds that me. This reminds me of like before, like the month before Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was about to come out, and we're and a lot of us were kind of like, oh yeah, it's like another Zelda. We're about to get more Zelda, and like there wasn't really the palpable excitement, but then Zelda comes out, and we're all fucking blown away. Yeah. This is how I feel about Re- Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right now. Yeah. Because Re- Final Fantasy VII Remake, when that came out, was such a moment and such a cool thing, and we're all, well, for the most part, we're all in love with it, right? Like there was this I level think of we all were. Were there? Were there? Yeah, I mean, well, now when I, when I say for the most part, I'm also like lumping the fan base in there as well. Got it. Yeah, um, I, was, I was the one outspoken person about it. But. Yeah, um, but like there was this impact that it had when it dropped, and I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is probably going to do that same thing, if not more, because it seems like they're assumedly going open world with it, adding in like a, a, a bunch more stuff. Like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I think is going to be like the early year game that's going to have like that type of impact, and I feel like we're almost. Uh, I guess we don't feel that way, right? Because like we're on the precipice of it, and also it feels like we're just coming off of seven remakes, and so maybe maybe there's not as, ex- as see. Much I'm excitement. the opposite of it, where well, I'm with you that like I am not. Oh my god, I can't wait for Final Fantasy yeah. Seven. I'm in that same boat too. But it's that thing of like I did adore Final Fantasy Seven remake, and it was my first Final Fantasy that I rolled credits on. Like I fucking had a great time with it. But for some reason, it doesn't feel like that just happened. 
it almost feels like that happened in a parallel dimension mm -hmm. where it's like, oh man, I really enjoyed that. And like, I, I can think of Barra and Tifa and, and Jesse, of course, in the relay, but like, like what happened at the end there and what going, and it's one of those games that I'm like, I should really replay that. And there is absolutely no time for me to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to watch a final fantasy remake in seven minutes or whatever the fuck it is to, I think they're still doing that. Yeah. But I, I, I you just mentioned, I, I, I've done pretty much media blackout of it, of except for when we have to react to trailers. You're saying that it's more open world. It is open world. Like, cause that was a big thing with remake, right? That it took a while to get to like, okay, now you can go choose what you want to go do. Yeah. I mean, why well, I, I assume open world one, because the trailers have made, just made just the what they seem, showed there. Where yeah. It's like it huge. seems like it looks more open. And then also just where it's at in the final fantasy seven story, yeah. final fantasy seven remake and in a place where they're at that point, chronologically in the story, you would step out of um, Midgar and then like go into the open world. Yeah. And so that was essentially okay. like the, it's not a one-to-one, -one, but like the vault moment of like, oh shit, yeah. this is at how big this yeah, like we're game gonna... really is and all that stuff. So okay, yeah, that was fair, fair enough. That's fair where enough, we're kind enough. of starting off in, in Rebirth. And so, yeah, like I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth does have a good chance at winning our game of the year, especially because Final Fantasy VII Remake won our game of the year that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either that or like a non-AAA title. See, and that's what's <sighs> interesting when you talk about this and you talk, we look at PlayStation 5's year, right? Final Fantasy VII remake winning, Ratchet of Clank, Ratchet of Clank, Ratchet and Clank winning back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. Those were both ones that caught us off guard, right? Because for most of us, and Baird, I know it's the stat keeper on all of it, but for most of us, it wasn't our number one. It was high, and it was there in the middle. It was high. We enjoyed those games, but all of us had games we connected with more, right? Mm -hmm. But it was such a fragmented year where it wasn't everybody connected with Zelda, everybody connected with this. It was that. We all had a year like this where there were so many interesting standouts in five out of fives that it was like, oh, I love that. But that meant that I'm the only one really championing it to get it up that list. And I want to be clear when I say uh, no shots of the Final Fantasy Rebirth or a non AAA game. I'm I mean more of the non AAA game side. Like, I think there's a good chance that Rebirth uh, could get kind of funniest game of the year. If it's not, I think it's going to be another big game like a another triple A game. I don't. I don't know if See, we'll WWE 2K24. I I think it could be special if there is like a either a like a Celeste or Hades type game that comes out that sure. strikes us in sure. that way. Like Animal Well, uh, when people were playing that at um, I think it was Summer Game Fest um, or maybe it was a Day of the Devs type situation. I remember hearing like a lot of glowing things and I, on our list of um, like our fantasy created games that we that that we picked up. There seems to be a lot of just cool looking indies that are yeah. about to come out. And I think any one of these could be the one that hits like a Celeste or hits like a Hades. And I think if we, ha if we have one of those, for sure, I, I, I think there's a good chance against the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, uh, of getting in there. But it has to be like a strong one of those. Oh, 100%. And it's got to appeal outside of, you know, genre, right? That's what I think was so special about Celeste is that I am not that platformer i want to do this i want to go but like mm -hmm. i couldn't put celeste down and then on top of that celeste did such a great job of like this is the screen just get past this screen yeah okay you did now now you're at a checkpoint you're at a save point let alone obviously all the accessibility stuff they had in there of put on god mode do whatever slow down jumps we don't care we want you to enjoy the game and play the game like that's why that worked for me whereas like prince of persia is another one i have looked at but i've been playing other things and mm -hmm. so i look at him like even Tim's like, this isn't your kind of game. Yeah. This isn't what you'd want. I'm like, I, okay. I, I mean, I think a plucky squire could plucky like squire be, like, could be oh, the one, right? I think oh. there's enough. There's a handful of games that are like that that look special that could come out this. See, year. I, and I that's the funny thing too is you know I have on here a game that I'm excited about, but I shouldn't be based mm -hmm. on everything else. But another crab treasure, oh, like that okay. is like they're very much like it's fucking Dark Souls, but you're a crab, right? And I think they're gonna it's an indie and it's gonna be cute and whatever. But even the demos I've done of it, I've done well in it, and I've enjoyed myself in it, and mm -hmm. I enjoy that. I enjoy that world yeah. that can maintain throughout. Not that I think it's going to be game of the year necessarily. To, to the conversation of Final Fantasy VII um, Rebirth as well, again, bringing in other platforms into it, I also think that there's an equal chance of Hellblade 2 being in the conversation and then also Indiana Jones being in the conversation. I think especially Indiana Jones, if you want to talk about a blockbuster game that yeah. probably all of us are going to play and that we're looking forward to and looks really quality, Yeah, I think you're putting those in the competition as well. Um, I think the question is, are those... Are any of these games on the AAA level going to uh, reach that like 10 out of 10, Baldur's Gate 3, Tears of the Kingdom type, um, you know, critical reception, or is it, or or is there an indie game that's gonna fucking like blow through the ceiling and and, and, and surprise us? I would sense? love for an indie game to blow through the ceiling and surprise us. Like, I, but I just feel like that's so hard. It just happens at unexpected times. Is the, is the mm -hmm. thing for me. That's true. And then oh, Baldur's Gate 3, I guess technically indie but also hundreds of people work on that team so it's not really um 
but yeah, like that's one that caught a lot of people off guard, even though that studio has made incredible games in the past. Of course. Uh, Hades, another one, caught people off guard, even though that studio has made incredible games in the guard. past. You know, Celeste, the, you know, I, uh, they made Towerfall in the past, yeah, I believe. That's right. Yeah, like, you know, I, I look at this list, and I, uh, the games that I mentioned, right? Plucky Squire. Uh, uh, there's um, Penny's Big Breakaway, which yeah. was made by uh, the people that yeah worked on Sonic Mania. One of these teams is waiting on this, like on the sidelines right now, and being like, "Yo, like we just made so we made something in the past that was really good, and now we're gonna make something that's really special, and we just don't know it yet." Sam G is watching live on the kind of funny membership feeds and says, "Isn't there a state of play soon? Are there other shows in the next few months we could get more previews?" Sam, that's a great question, and I'm glad you answered it because, of course, you have the Kind of Funny membership. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, you can get the Kind of Funny membership on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. When you do, you get the ability to watch us record the shows live as we record them, unless there's embargoes, and there's lots of embargoes lately for reviews. Uh, you also, of course, get the shows ad-free, and you get my daily exclusive vlog, Greg Way. But guess what? You're not a Kind of Funny member yet. So here's a word from our sponsor. Kinda Funny turns nine years old today. We could have made it nine days without your support. That's why 2024 is all about doubling down on our shows and making it simpler than ever for you to get the most out of our content. Our revamped Kinda Funny membership is your one-stop shop for all our amazing content, which now includes on a weekly basis, the Kinda Funny podcast, In Review, the Kinda Funny games cast, PS I Love You XOXO, the Kinda Funny X cast, the brand new series Kinda Funny Game Showdown, Five episodes of Kinda Funny Games Daily, and five exclusive Greg Wave vlogs. And five days of streaming fun with me and the gang here in our newly revamped streaming space. It's gonna be filled with a ton of laughter and a whole lot of shenanigans. We'll see you there. That's more than 20 pieces of content a week from an 11-person independent team in San Francisco. That's a lot, and to get the most out of it, all we're asking for is $10. $10 gets you the Kind of Funny membership, and that entitles you to ad-free versions of the shows, the ability to watch the podcast live as we record them, and the exclusive access to my daily show, Greg Way. You can get your Kind of Funny membership on patreon.com slash kindoffunny or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Yes, we are expanding our Kind of Funny membership offering to YouTube so people can take full advantage of the platform they prefer. If you want to go above and beyond the Kind of Funny membership to support us, we will still have higher Patreon tiers, albeit with some changed up perks. We just wanted to make the message as clear as possible that the $10 Kind of Funny membership is for the masses to get all the core content people love. Everything above that is very appreciated. The support means the world to us. You all are the best. But the $10 Kind of Funny membership available on both Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny and YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games is where we see the value of what we do. Kind of Funny is a dream come true and we wouldn't have it without you. We hope if you've ever enjoyed the content, you can support us for at least a month as we prepare for our biggest year ever. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Sam's question. Mm -hmm. State of play. Mm. Other big announcements. Yeah. Of course. State of play is always rumored. It makes sense to do one. They pretty much do them quarterly, right? Like, there's got to be one coming. There's got to be other stuff. Other big announcements coming. Remember, of course, in the video game world, you have GDC in March. Of course, we're doing a bunch of spring showcases. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash spring showcase uh, to find out about it. Right? Yeah, one S on the URL, I think. Kindoffunny.com. Google it. It doesn't matter. Uh, there will be a bunch of games and indie games announced and shown there, right? And that is a chance for the next big breakout to happen and see what goes on with that one, let alone the fact that, yes, then you figure, of course, Xbox does stuff around here. There's usually a Nintendo indie event around here. We still have so much time in the year to announce new stuff. But I just, I don't see, as we bring it back to PlayStation, I don't see PlayStation doing a state of play and being like, guess what? The, and I mean, imminently, mm -hmm. guess what? Ghost of Tsushima 2, and it's out this fall. No. Like, I just don't, and I don't see it being, hey, guess what? Sony Ben's new IP, and it's out this fall. Mm -hmm. uh, Insomniac, Wolverine, you name, go down the first party lineup in what they could be, should be working on, and I just don't feel like the big stuff is to that point where you're like, this is what we're doing and where we're going with it. There were two uh, Bill Bill Coon uh, things that dropped, right? Like there was the um, Death Stranding Two on the beach, yep. like the full name of that, which I do believe is this year. Yeah, and like at, th at this point, I'm like, it, 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 
at the very least, they're going to announce that name soon, right? Bill Bilkun gave, gave him the timer of 15 days. And what he, what Bill Bilkun says goes. It happens. He's never lied to yep, us. Yep, never lied to us. Uh, and then, I mean, there was Jeff Grubb talking about a few weeks ago that a state of play is incoming, which a state of play is always incoming, right? But, also, but I thought even Jeff Grubb followed up on that. I was like, I'm saying because it always happens. Like, well, I think that was for the Switch or for the ah, Nintendo okay, Direct. Okay, okay. I think for the state of play, it seems like he was a bit more like, oh, no, it's coming. Um, and there was one other... Uh, thing from Bill Bill Coon. I'm gonna have to look it up as a talk. Sure, go for it. But yeah, while you do that, I like looking at this Death Stranding two trailer, of course, uh, and really wondering what the fuck is Death Stranding two gonna be? Like, it can't. Mm-hmm. We can't be just delivering packages again, right? Not because I didn't like that gameplay, but because Hideo Kojima, certified freak, and like I just don't think that mm-hmm. we're gonna come back and do the same thing, right? Like I feel like we've got to be doing something similar, traversing the continent, doing the but like. What is Death Stranding's gameplay going to be? If it's titled On the Beach, again, like we've been saying, it's going to be the anime beach episode where they all go out and play volleyball. They're going to serve it's like you're fight. Mario, and I'm Princess Beach. Uh, Until Dawn was the other thing. The Until Dawn, Until Dawn re-release. Oh, uh, right, yeah, the re-release. The, like, remaster right, 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 or whatever. Right, right. We don't really know, but Bill Bill Coon was like, yeah, we're going to get an Until Dawn announcement soon. I don't Which, want it. Really? I don't want it. I, I feel like... Though, and I, I mean, I love Until Dawn, mm-hmm. and I, I recently went back and started it with Poe when he was visiting one time because we went through we, every time Poe comes, there's a new super massive game, and we usually play through that, right? Yeah, and it, it is that idea that like I feel where they've taken, not necessarily where they've they land every time, but where they've taken uh, the Dark, Dark Pictures, Pictures anthology yeah, and, the and the quarry, right? I like that because it learned all these lessons over time and learn from what until yeah. dawn was until dawn when you go back to i feel is a bit more like oh okay See, like you didn't and necessarily that's, know what you were doing that's what i want that i don't think we're gonna get is i want it to be an until dawn director's cut or until dawn like until dawn plus more i yeah, would yeah. love them to either yeah take lessons they learned over the years and use that stuff to like upgrade until dawn or give us more choices or like one new character or bonus content i don't want just an until dawn remaster because until dawn is playable on uh, uh, on ps5 right like do a bit of what last was uh remastered did even though people do not like last was remastered but like they gave us a no return mode that was new content extra content give me that like i want something that feels like it is giving me more until dawn and not just a wow. oh yeah here's until dawn but with see i'd be sense. more hype if they were doing until dawn 2 That'd be awesome. Until Dawn colon spring break. Well, I don't fucking want you know what I mean? But like, yeah. let's go and do on, it. Until Dawn on the beach. <laughs> God, could you be like, fuck, God, God damn it. It. Back to the drawing board on this one. But I think the fact that both those are floating in the ether and also around the corner, we have three uh, games dropping on PlayStation that like they've been promoting between Helldivers, Suicide Squad, uh, and Foam Stars. You know, State of Play is going to have all of those. Like, that is the, a quintessential, like, oh, yeah, let's drop a State of Play the week before those three games. Drop. I'm not even talking shit about those games. Yeah. Because, of course, I'm super in for Helldivers. Foam Stars we played at SGF and had a great time with. And Suicide Squad as a DC fan. Yeah. Like, I I literally, when I scroll my TikTok, they keep trying to show me things from the game. And I, I get off of it. Not the actual, but it's the thing where it's not the combat of it, but it's like they're walking around the Justice League. I'm like, yeah. I don't I want to, I want to experience that myself. Like, I'm not talking shit, but it's just like, Oh, no, I don't think any of those are like banger state of play. You know no, what I mean? But like that PlayStation has never needed a state of play to be a banger to do one. Well, right? what's Capcom doing? They're gonna show up with some Resident Evil remake. They always do. <sighs> Probably like yeah, some or new Resident Evil. I guess this year, right? We'd be into that part of the cycle since we just did. Well, we had RE4 last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Usually, but I'm saying oh, uh, I mean, instead of a always... remake, go to oh, like an a time for nine. Yeah, I feel like we're like maybe a year away from an announcement of a nine. Okay, but that's just based on feeling. I don't know. Uh but yeah, I don't like. I think. I mean, I think the banger announcements. If we go through the five things I just talked about. Yeah. Hey, Foam Stars is dropping on PS Plus. Let's talk about it. Hey, uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. It's finally coming out. They're not going to use the word finally, but they're going to say it's coming out. Let's talk about it. Helldivers two. They fulfilled their contractual obligation to Suicide. <laughs> you Squad. think they're so? Not, you yeah. think? I don't think. I mean, I don't think. <laughs> do you think you're going to get a state of play before Tuesday? Because that's when Suicide Squad comes out. And this then Tuesday? Hell. Yeah, January 30th is early access, and then February 2nd is full release for Suicide Squad. See, I think we get a state of play the first, like February 1st. Thursday, February 1st? And maybe maybe they don't talk about Suicide Squad. Like, maybe well, at that point, I, if you told me if, if it was yeah. February 1st, Suicide or I'm sorry, February 1st, you're getting a state of play, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're going to get Suicide Yeah, You'll get a trailer, and maybe it'll be like they're, you know, they already revealed the Joker uh, Elseworlds thing. Maybe they would 
do a full-blown trailer for that because that was during a dev live stream or something like that mm -hmm. i say february 1st because one stand plays always february like, i don't know playstation just loves or not february sorry always thursday playstation loves thursdays for, for some reason thursday? but then yeah you're talking about that tuesday after on the 6th being um ps plus drop uh, which has foam stars and then the 8th or I guess later that week being Helldivers. And so it lines up with Resident right about, about all that. What's up? Foam Stars is out Friday? <laughs> no, it's out. <laughs> Foam Stars is out like in a week and a half. Wow. Yeah. It's out that Tuesday for wow. PS Plus. And so you talk about all that shit. And then you talk about, hey, yeah, and we're <laughs> putting out Until Dawn again. And then, yeah, maybe the I think the big announcement is Death Stranding 2 on the beach is what it's called. And it's coming out 2024. And then maybe you have a PSVR 2 game. Where do you come down on Spider-Man DLC? I don't know. Someone I, had data mined or done some like rumor yeah. that they had of some guy Beetle. I've never heard Beetle. of this fucking character. Oh yeah, I think I recall this, but I I, I don't know what the whole story was with uh, uh, with that stuff. And so like the fact that we still I don't, don't have we'll Spider-Man New Game Plus, which they've said not. No, it was supposed to be by the end of the year, and then Insomniac put up a thing like, "Yo, we're working on it." Yeah. So I think that's going to be paired with a big, hey, it's New Game Plus, and here's the other thing that's coming. Maybe it, it, it could just be suits. It could just be every suit from Spider-Man One or some shit. I don't think we'll get like a big DLC expansion for Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't. I, I I I get the sense that for Spider-Man One, it just wasn't that profitable. I don't think. I do I do not think you'd get. Hey, it's three part city that never sleeps. Sure. Thing, you know what I mean? But like, like one package that is like, hey, here's another like extra story that like just adds it adds in new missions. I I don't know. Like, Honestly, what they should do, Insomniac, free idea for you. I know you got all the free time in the world over there, not doing anything else. But I people enjoyed, hey, let's web wing all the way over to story or whatever it was so much. Yeah. They should do a, a drop that's like, hey, we're we we've put in two dozen challenges similar to that see i would love that and it's it, it's just you do them and then it rewards you with a suit or whatever just another reason to keep playing spider-man yeah with the new game plus i'm with that because that's one of my things with uh when i completed spider-man 2 it very much felt like oh man there's nothing to do like i, I can go back and redo some of the uh, some some of these specific can i spoil who's in spider-man 2 at this point i think like, so can I say that? we're gonna spoil some people who were in spider-man 2 we expect you to know but if not i'm gonna hold my hand on my head his the hand's entire on his head. Time. i'm not gonna spoil like when story I take spoilers my hand off it'll go away if you're in your car just fucking hit the 15 second button and skip ahead a bunch i have also time coded it but like the only things you can do after you beat spider-man 2 after you complete spider-man 2 you get the platinum are mysterio challenges and random crimes and that's it okay, and i'm like off you're not gonna talk about other people right no that's it yeah, and I'm like, add some more stuff to do. Like, add some more repeatable content. I really liked in Spider-Man 1 that you had those stealth challenges that were, hey, like, try to get three stars on this thing. Take out all the all the enemies as fast as possible while not being seen. That yeah. was such a fun activity. Bring back something like that. Yeah, bring back um, Screwball or whatever. No, I forget, we did we screwball? hate Screwball? We hated Screwball. We but bring back another screwball. character. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think, yeah, if you're going to do DLC, you add in two to three more activities that are like that and then i don't know maybe like a quick story thing but at that point it's like just save it for the next game I don't yeah I don't, that's my thing is i think you know especially with the success you're seeing from last of us's roguelike no return not so much valhalla which is successful but it is story it is actually like hey this is important to kratos's journey yeah i think there's a lot of little things you could do inside your game that are just Here's a reason to keep playing our game to go do stuff, and it doesn't need to be. Spider Man Two Roguelike. Come out to God's ear, you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> Actually, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think that's it. Just give me a roguelike. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Use the character that I spoiled, who's not really a big spoiler at all, but it would work. Yeah. So then, 2023 or 2024? Would you take the known quantity or the limitless potential? I'm such a Tekken fan, you know? Yeah. Tekken 8's so good. Yeah. Persona 3 Reload's about to come out. Yeah. Metaphor Refantasio as well, man. But, uh, but like, oh, 2023 was just so good. Great year of games. What would you, what's your answer? I would go 2024. Yeah. I would do the unlimited potential. I think it is the fact that I can, I can look at 2023 on this short list and be like, oh, man, Spider-Man, Diablo, except, you know, these games. But I feel like, there's more games I see in 2024. I'm like, 
that looks really interesting. And I think yeah. it's going to hit for me. I think that's going to be a Greg game where I really am like, oh, I had a great time. I had the, like, again, in the most uninsulting way, 2023 had so many great games, but I feel like they were so many like, oh, I had a great, I loved playing that game. Da, da, da. But I don't feel like I walked away with a lot of games that were like that touched. They, See, before your eyes stands out so much because it was one of those games that I had talked about all the time with like gone home and, and life is tra- like it left yeah. a, f- a thumbprint on me. Where I, I'm like, to that, oh, to I'm going to feel that game forever. And this goes back to like the formulating my top 10 thing for last yeah. year where my top 10 had, again, eight out of 10 of my games were on the list, on the final list, right? No. It was Alan Wake. It was uh, actually, I forget if Mario Wonder was on the list, but it was Alan Wake. It was sp- actually, no, I didn't put Spider-Man 2 on the list. <laughs> it was just Alan Wake. No, it was Tears. It was um, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. It was a bunch of games that, you know, made the list. And I look at that and I, I and I look at the list and I feel... I don't feel much passion towards it, right? Yeah, like yeah, I liked a lot yeah. of these games, but I think back to list prior where it was Life of Strange, True Colors, yeah, and like Near Replicant, and like just a bunch of even Deathloop, right? And like a bunch of games, that, The Forgotten City, like that is where my passion lies. Yeah. Like that is like a, a, a like a list of games that had like personality is not the right word because last year's games had personality right but there was i guess just a uniqueness there was a variety there was a they spoke to you on a different level yeah they spoke to me on a on a a different level and i do think that this year has the potential to do that as well uh another thing that i'll add just to to this conversation right obviously years are arbitrary years are a thing made up by man in space um but like i do think that just the flow of games that we've been getting in the last year it's just going to continue. Like I, yeah. I, I, I think the ga- the games lineup that we've seen that we're still getting in this first month and a half, I think is less so like, oh man, 2024 is about to be a banger and more so just video games right now are just bangers. <laughs> like we're just getting good video games and like that reaches back to even before 2023 where it was Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok coming yeah. out the year prior. I think we're just in a stage where a lot of high quality, uh, good video games are coming out. And also, I'm going to cherish it because coming off of all these layoffs, I don't know how long Jeez this is going to last. Christ, don't get I don't, started. I don't think... Started. I, I, I think in terms of the releases we're getting, like we're getting a lot of really great stuff. I don't know if this is going to last like past the next year and a half as these projects start to come out um and like a lot of projects pro- we had that backup of covid right yeah the back of covid of we were getting the release and then also a lot of games right now are either getting canceled or not greenlit back because to the drawing board yeah. yeah back to the drawing board and so by 2026 are we gonna have this anymore probably not so i'm gonna cherish what we have and just look, charge it to hey games right now are great um all that said i'm gonna go with 2024 all right yeah i like the potential we have this here Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know in the comments below where you'd go, 2023 or 2024. Blessing, before we get out of here, Mm -hmm. tell me about This Week in PlayStation. Uh, This Week in PlayStation, we actually got no news. I think the big thing was, are we getting state of play or not? Oh, I thought we're going to start putting This Week, if This Week in PlayStation includes PlayStation Pick. Oh, no, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Where's the fucking news? (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Shuhei said Power World might come because he tagged one guy from product development. uh, PlayStation Picks, uh, the drop this week looks like this. We got Howl coming this week. Immortality is on PlayStation 5 this week. Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney Trilogy for PS4. Uh, Hidden Through Time 2, Myth and Magic. Like a Dragon, Infinite well for ps5 and ps4 and tekken 8 the biggest drop of them all coming to ps5 but that is a huge one yeah um that's what i picked to play on playstation i've been playing tekken 8 for the last few weeks as as i've been reviewing it uh the game five you said five out of five uh as of the time we're recording it drops later today if people are listening to this after the episode's out for everybody then it's already out let me tell you game's a banger (laughs) 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 this game's really really good um obviously like in the last year i've talked a lot about fighting games because a lot of fighting games have come out in the last year uh and this baton pass from street fighter 6 to mortal kombat 1 and now to tekken 8 has been such a fantastic time for me because like you know all these games have been great street fighter 6 has been incredible i think mortal kombat 1 has been great and tekken 8 has been again incredible uh the like i don't have enough good things to say about it right i think to reference things I talked about on the review, which you can find on the Gamescast feed, and which features Chris Scolian um, from VGC, but then also Mitchell Saltzman from IGN. It just, it's so content-filled in a way that makes me just very impressed with what Bandai Namco is able to do with this, because it has like three different single-player modes. It has a story mode that is really fantastic, that takes all the great inspiration they need to from the Mortal Kombat stuff, right? But 
makes it Tekken in a way that feels so highly produced and over the top and anime and fun. It looks incredible. Like there, are, this is a game that's running on Unreal Engine Five, and it shows um, the character episode stuff they have that like show the different stories that the different characters on the rosters the uh, roster have. Um, it was really fun stuff, really goofy, really funny, but it's been entertaining going through all the different character stories and getting bits of you know the thing like the dynamics they have with other characters and desires and like you know what's drive what's what's driving them toward the the iron fist tournament that stuff's been great the tools that they have to learn how to actually play tekken are really great really friendly there's an arcade quest mode in this game that like you know uh i think mitchell compared it to pokemon where you get dropped in and you like find a rival and the whole the whole conceit of the mode is that you're going through these different arcades and you're playing tekken 8 against other people who are in these arcades and you're trying to work your way up through the championship um and in this mode they do such a good job of introducing the mechanics and teaching you the characters that you're learning and i in my limited time playing arcade quest and playing through it and finishing it I feel like I have leveled up my my Tekken skill way more than even in the That's previous awesome. Tekken. Um, and yeah, I think the tools are really, really great. Let alone uh, like things like there's a replay replay mode that, you know, a lot of fighting games let you rewatch your matches. This one, you can watch a replay, and mid-replay, you click a button, and now you're controlling that character. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fucking sick. That's fucking cool. Uh, and so you're basically, like, you know, you can try out different things in that scenario and see, like, okay, what if I tried doing this against this guy when he did this? Uh, it's really cool. There's so many different tools like that uh, in this game. And it's overall just really fun to play. Uh, it's a, I, I think it's a leveling up from Tekken, of, of Tekken. They've found more ways to make it more complex with new systems. It's just fucking great. Uh, and so, yeah, I've, I've been playing a lot yeah. of that. I look forward to playing a lot more uh, now that it's out for everybody because yeah. that means that I can get back online. Uh, and in the way that last year I was a Street Fighter 6 sicko, I am definitely going to be a Tekken 8 sicko this year. So Love it. Love get ready it. for Love that. It. Uh, full reviews up on Gamescast. Yep. Go check it out, everybody. Uh, for me, play, what did I pick to play on PlayStation this week? Uh, I did a stream with Immortality Team where I started up some Immortality. Obviously, you know how much I adore that game. If you haven't played it yet, go play it on PlayStation. Don't look into it. Have a great time with it. Um, and then more importantly, I feel yesterday we streamed a whole bunch of Diablo. They dropped the new season for Season of the Construct. Uh, and I just fucking love Diablo. You know, and I, again, yeah. this is a game I've talked to death both on the game of the year conversation, let alone all the podcasts last year. You drop back into Diablo, you roll a new character, and I'm like, fuck, I'm having fun. You know what I mean? Choosing, new, uh, I'm, I'm right now, I'm running a druid for this season. I've never done a druid before. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, you know, I named it, I made it look like Kevin. I got two dogs. I'm trying to turn it into a werewolf. I'm fucking people up. It's like, oh, this is great. The construct itself and stuff, like, I in the story version of it, like, we have it, but we're not that far with it. So it's like, whatever. I got a spider walking around, but I also got two wolves. So that's pretty dope. But yeah. Diablo in general, great. Oh, yeah. Awesome. What? That's awesome. Thank you. Inside of you, there are two wolves. I was going to make that joke, but I was—I didn't know if that was one you'd get. Two wolves? Inside of you, there are two wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been PS I Love You. XOXO, your PlayStation conversation. We're here each and every Friday morning, unless there's an embargo, and I think there is next week for something else we're doing. I don't know. A lot of embargoed ones, and they just pop up randomly with cool reviews and previews you need to know about. Uh, if you like that, of course, why don't you get that kind of funny membership? You can grab it over on Patreon or YouTube, and you'd get each and every episode of the show ad-free. You'd get to watch us record it live as we record it just like DG Mayor Sam G Unique Technique and my dog Nick 96 <gasps> and of course you get my daily vlog series Gregway all exclusive all for you because you're supporting us with the kind of funny membership and keeping the lights and mics on however if you have no bucks toss away no big deal it's up on YouTube and podcast services each and every week with ads none of the exclusives but you get it until next time ladies and gentlemen it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>